has to be a ding, 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 boom. It swallows up the package. Vacuums up the package. <laughs> right. And then just walks. I'm telling you, it looks like a mascot. It looks like one of the sausages. Hey, I'm traffic cone guy. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Just about 7.12 on Wisconsin's Morning News. We've got the latest on these freed Americans who are back on U.S. soil uh, after a prisoner swap deal with Venezuela. We've got more information on that coming out this morning, and we'll do that at about 7.20. Including more on... He's known as Fat Leonard. Leave it at that. <laughs> It's a good backstory, Fat Leonard. Uh, NASA's super excited about this cat video. What do cats have to do with the National Aeronautics and Space Administration? (laughs) I would like to know. From CBS News, the space agency announced this week it beamed ultra-high-definition video of a cat named Taters back to Earth from 19 million miles away. This is significant. It only took 101 seconds for that video to travel the 19 million miles, which is quite the milestone. So for, for an assortment of reasons, which I'll inform you on in a moment. But you want you want to listen to the video that was sent back? Yes, please. Okay, here it is. See, I, I told you he could drive. Jonesy, look out! Okay, no, okay. that's not the video. All right, the wrong one. Traversed, sped, wrong. I must have fired the wrong Very audio. Very funny. Okay, it seriously was a cat, though. The cat, Taters, belongs to an employee at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory in California. They just needed some piece of video. Sure. <laughs> like, all right, here. What's in my phone? Video of my cat chasing around <laughs> this laser pointer, right? NASA sent the video to space on a craft that's destined for a faraway asteroid. And then used something called a flight laser transceiver to blast it as an encoded near-infrared laser from the spacecraft to an observatory at Caltech in Southern California. So... All right, this is seriously this time. This is the video that was beamed through space some 19 million miles. And it's just this cat on dude's couch chasing around the laser pointer. Yeah, a little laser thing. It's a cute cat. It's a cat. Name is Taters. But here's why all this... Yes, thank you. All right. Here's why all this matters. (laughs) The 15-second cat video was sent to Earth as an experiment for NASA's deep space optical communications. The space agency hopes to one day stream very high bandwidth video and other data from deep space, enabling future human missions beyond Earth's orbit. So as a communications tool, right? Think of yourself in a video conference call or whatever. If you need real-time data on how to land something or get out of trouble or, or whatever. You can't be waiting for this giant delay. Solve a problem, yeah. something like that, fix an issue. Exactly. So the fact that they were able to do this in such high quality over 19 million miles is significant if we want to, as Bezos says, get to a, a billion trillion. people or trillion people in space, <laughs> yes. humans. So very significant. So if there is any alien life out there and they intercept this message, <laughs> I guess this is what they're seeing. The guys around Sports is up next. It's sponsored by Holiday Automotive at Highway 23 in Fond du Lac. Holiday Automotive, it's worth the trip. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After dropping their last two games, the Green Bay Packers are officially on the outside looking in for the playoffs. The Packers' defense gave up over 450 total yards in Sunday's loss to Tampa Bay. And many questions around the league have begun being asked with defensive coordinator Joe Barry and his job security. 
could Green Bay possibly look to make an in-season move this year? ESPN's Adam Schefter. There would have to be, in my mind, some sort of performance to warrant an in-season firing. Like, I mean a disgraceful showing that leaves you no choice. And I, I don't see the Packers doing that. I mean, you know, they, they should have found a way to win the game on Sunday. They did allow the big pass to David Moore. Couldn't bring him down. I, I don't think you're firing the defensive coordinator over that. I don't think. Shefty on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee this week. Head coach Matt LaFleur talking to the media on Wednesday, confirming the team did have a players meeting this week to begin airing out any issues they had on the defensive side of the ball. We had a great meeting on Monday, a very open forum where anybody could speak, and there were some things that were said. And But I, I do think we're all about finding solutions. How can we best communicate with one another? And it, it starts with myself, and it goes down to Joe and the assistants, down to our players, and then on the field we need everybody communicating so obviously that's a big time point of emphasis and just making sure that we understand not only what we're doing but why we're doing it as far as on the field forward the pack linebacker devondre campbell safety darnell savage receivers christian watson Jaden reed and guard elton jenkins all not participating in practice on wednesday as the pack prepare for carolina on sunday afternoon over to the NBA, where the 20-7 and seven Milwaukee Bucks are back to work tonight as they welcome in the Orlando Magic to close out their six-game homestand at Pfizer Forum. The Bucks are winners of their last five games and will look to extend their home winning streak to 15. Bucks guard campaign on when this team started to gel together. Hey, man, that Indiana Pacer game, man, our camaraderie is at all-time high right now, and it's, it's showing on the court. Uh, been showing on the defensive end. We got everybody back, man. Uh, I just feel like it's a lot of camaraderie, and we keep building it. The Bucks have listed Giannis as questionable tonight due to a right foot sprain. Milwaukee and Orlando tipping off tonight at 7 p.m. Bucks shoot around. We'll get rolling right here on WTMJ beginning at 6. And lastly, some baseball news, Vinny, as the stove is starting to heat up for the Brewers as Milwaukee sending off veteran pitcher Adrian Hauser and outfielder Tyrone Taylor to the New York Mets on a Wednesday in a trade. In return, the Brewers receiving pitching prospect Coleman Crow. Although Crow did have Tommy John surgery in August, he is expected to miss all of 2024. But if you were looking for some movement on the Brewers' front, it is with the New York Mets. Maybe not what we anticipated with Craig Council, we thought might be going to New York. Right? Yeah, <laughs> but be... it is a trade, nonetheless, with Matt Arnold and his, his former boss and uh, David Stearns. Coming up, who is Fat Leonard, and why is the U.S. grateful he is back in their custody? That story next. He's too fat for the chimney, too fat for the chimney. So open the door and let poor Santa Claus in. There's no Santa ain't the only big guy. We'll get to that in a second. Big news yesterday for American diplomacy. Free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, free at last. That's Savoy Wright telling ABC he is an overjoyed man today. So much gratitude for, for the moment, for the United States of America, for for all of you, and, and for the, the opportunity to come home. So Wright is among 10 Americans, Vince, detained in Venezuela who were exchanged in a prisoner swap. They are now back home on U.S. soil as of this morning. The U.S. securing their freedom by granting clemency to an ally of Venezuela's president. So there's a big swap here, and there's going to be you're going to hear a lot about these guys and whether or not this was a good deal or whatnot. Uh, a guy named Alex Saab, 
who faced money laundering charges here in the States, a bribery scheme linked to Venezuela's state-controlled exchange rate. He was basically, according to the U.S. Maduro, he's the uh, Venezuela president, his bag man, Alex Sai. BBC's Mary Bruce says this was a significant concession given to the Venezuelan president. This all comes as the Biden administration is trying to improve relations with Venezuela, the U.S. easing sanctions back in October after Maduro agreed to take steps toward free and fair elections. Tonight, President Biden saying they're making some progress. Yeah, so the White House says they want a fair election in Venezuela next year. President Maduro has agreed to clean things up over there. Uh, the White House, though, and the states are prepared to retighten sanctions there if they need to do so. That seems to be, in addition to the the prisoner swap, one of the driving forces of what's in it for Venezuela. They're worried about this reinstatement of sanctions and the impact that it would have on their economy. And that might have been the driving force even more maybe mm-hmm. than the prisoner, than who, gave, who, who did we give for whom. Right. So we have these 10 Americans back home. That's great. Okay. Get to Fat, Fat Leonard. There is another. One hostage being held. Uh, sent home is uh, one who is going to be tried. That's President Biden in Milwaukee on Wednesday talking about this guy. The Maduro government in Venezuela releasing a notorious defense contractor who is the mastermind of the largest corruption scandal in U.S. military history. His name? He's known as Fat Leonard. Oh, yes. (laughs) That's his name. (laughs) Since he's like... A historic, what, criminal? It's okay to fat shame him? I, I guess so. Is Leonard he even- Francis, a.k.a. Fat Leonard. <laughs> Everybody can- Every reporter in America oh. can't wait to say Fat Leonard Absolutely. in the piece, right? Absolutely, love it. Leonard Glenn Francis, also known as Fat Leonard. Yeah, it okay, is. I gotcha. <laughs> so who in the world is... Fat Leonard, and what is his deal? He's a notorious defense contractor who is the mastermind behind the largest corruption scandal in U.S. military history. A $35 million scheme where he used prostitutes, luxury travel, even suitcases of cash to bribe Navy officials and steer contracts to his company. So he's now back in U.S. custody. Five by five. Five by five. There you go. So he's taller than five feet tall, but he's still a bigger dude, I guess. I haven't seen a full body shot of him. We were looking. We've been trying yeah, to we, find look, one. folks, I promise, we looked. So here's his deal. Just like the mugshot. Navy sailors nicknamed Leonard Francis Fat Leonard for a specific reason. Because of his 350-pound frame and his six-foot-two height. Fat man can really jump it for a fat man. So anyway, the good news. So other Navy sailors knew old Fat Leonard was around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this guy is notorious. Dressing up the brass. Mm-hmm. $35 million bribery scheme, the largest corruption scandal in history. In 2015, he pleaded guilty. He escaped, ran to Venezuela. They had him, and we wanted him back. So now he's back in U.S. custody and will be tried. Still looking for that full body shot. He's five feet tall and he's five feet wide. Buck's got the magic in town tonight. Brandon Snide looks ahead in sports. What was he saying? We were four, was it 14 in a row at home? Yes. So this would be 15. That's good math by me. But you don't, get, any, you don't get anything for just home wins. Yeah, but we're it's getting gotta close. has got to be in a row. I mean, we've had a few in a row. Just I think that's only like six. Hey, getting there. Halfway to hamburgers? Call Sherper. That's only for brewers, right? No. A couple more. A- couple more, we'll be asking for free stuff. An estimated 260 million packages 
disappeared in the U.S. last year, according to SafeWise. You know how we have these porch pirates or what? 260 million packages. Yeah. yeah. There are only, what, 350 million people <laughs> Hey, we, or, we order a lot of stuff. I do, that, that's like, I think we have ordered 100 million things at our house alone. <laughs> UPS has begun using AI now. They've opened a little warehouse on your cul-de-sac. <laughs> yeah, right. They know us all by name and all. UPS has begun using AI to help fight packet thefts or identifying which houses may be targeted ahead of time. In a lot of ways, this just makes sense. Taking data they already have about the package thefts that have happened around a home and identifying where these thefts are likely to happen and then acting on that by offering customers to reroute packages to stores instead is an easy way to fight this problem. That's a CBS News tech contributor Ian Schur there. It really makes sense. So basically what you're doing is that when you use the data you already have that suggests that that could happen because it's happened before at that block or at that house and you say, hey... How about we send it here instead and you pick it up at, you know, the UPS shop here or elsewhere? Is that because you may not know that your neighbors have had stuff ripped yeah, off or yeah. whatever? If you have the data, why yeah. not use that data data correctly? 17% of Americans have had a package stolen in the past three months. Man, and some of that video is incredible. Like, people just walking oh, yeah. right up to the porch. I'll take the, This is mine now. You see the one where the guy's hiding under the, the road barrel, like the construction barrel? No. Slowly moves like up. Like a cartoon? Yeah. It moves up, moves up, moves up, gets under the... You're making that I up. I am not making that up. <laughs> you see the barrel slowly walk all the way up to the porch, steal a package, and I mean, you got to give it to Okay, credit for creativity, right? <laughs> Ten points for style. This news report brought to you by Steinhoffels. Visit them at steinhoffels.com. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Ten forty-two on Wisconsin's morning news. I, that can't be real, and here's why: because it's too fast. We we're just Eric just had the story about how AI is helping people, UPS specifically, identify areas that might be ripe for porch pirates. So right. Yes. Informing homeowners, hey, you might want to have make some alternate arrangement for picking up your package. And then he was yeah. telling this story about how there's a guy caught on one of these ring doorbell cameras who was using. Not a traffic cone, like the barrels, like orange oh, barrel yep. like you see on the freeway. Oh, you see tons of them on the freeway. Right. They're everywhere. <laughs> I did just email it to you, Greg. I don't know how quickly we could get it up there, but uh, just throw it well, on. You think the... Pancake can put it on the live stream? Well, I don't know. I, he, text he, the word watch he is <laughs> to the old National Bank Talk and Text line, which is 855-616-1620. And you can watch us here in the studio any morning. Basically, you see the traffic cone slowly move up the onto the stoop cover the package, and then walk away, and the package disappears. See, the image that I had in my mind was sort of cartoonish. Like, and you would, the music that would go with it was... Oh, we could add music to it. Sure. And then, like, the barrel would go a few steps and then stop, and then go a few steps and then stop. Okay. But there was no stationary. It was like the guy was just wearing it. You look like a mascot. Well, the trick basically <laughs> is to just not walked up with this thing and then walked. And have off. the sound effects of the feet going. Yeah. Right. The bigger issue is just not being identified, right? So it doesn't matter what you're covered in, as long. Well, as... I got two words for you: ski mask. Exactly. Like, geez, guys, what are we doing like, here? Helping? UPS is like, hey guys, shut the hell up. Right. I don't think it was. <laughs> so so Greg's know. working on it, but it might it might be a minute or two. We could still throw it. Run up it there. during the commercial. Sure. <laughs> what do you think, pancake? Greg's looking confused at the software at the moment. <laughs> Please watch anyway. 7.44, Brandon Snyder has sports up next. 
time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Hang on. Can, we, can I step on your sports? Absolutely. All right. Greg Pancake Hill, producer of Wisconsin's Morning News, has <laughs> expertly uploaded the video to our live stream here of Porch Pirate using traffic barrel to steal a package. The dedication. So you can watch the live stream. You go to the website. Just click on the Watch Live now on our app as well. Or you can text the word WATCH to the old National Bank Talk and text line 855-616-1620. See? See, he's moving too fast. Now, I should point out, this isn't new either, by the way. That, this, <laughs> this video popped up. Run it again. You run it again? Back. See? He's not stopping. It has to be a... Ding, 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 ding. Good he swallows up the package. Vacuums up the package. <laughs> And then just walks. I'm telling you, it looks like a mascot. Looks like one of the sausages. Hey, I'm traffic cone guy. <laughs> just missing a couple of arms <laughs> and a face hole. That's fake. You're not buying it. Nope, not buying it. All right. You think that's fake? I don't. If you were using that methodology to swipe a package, wouldn't you have stops in there? Right. You go a few mm. feet and then you stop. Oh, covering your face. Yeah, Again, probably. Ski mask. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, let's All right, sorry, is it sports? Sports. Time? After losing in back-to-back weeks, the Green Bay and Packers. That's sports. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> the Green Bay Packers are facing a must-win situation this week to keep their playoff hopes alive. For quarterback Jordan Love, the goal for this team is rather crystal clear. You know, three opportunities to go out there and get a get a get a win. You know, the goal right now is to get to nine and eight, and then obviously let the the playoffs kind of play themselves out and see if we can get a shot in there. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously bouncing back after two tough losses, you know, we just got to find a way to go win these last three. The Packers need to find a way to win, but they could be without a handful of players once again come Sunday afternoon, including middle linebacker Devondre Campbell, who tweeted out on X this week he doesn't intend to play injured anymore. Dre's a guy that obviously I, I go back a long time with. I know it's frustrating. You know, you look at the first, I think, six years of his career, I don't think he missed a game. And then the last two, he's he's missed some games and he's been battling through. Certainly, I think that comes with a lot of frustration when you, you don't feel you're at your, your best because of health reasons. And um, so we just think it's best at this time to kind of give him the week and we'll see where we're at. Also not practicing on Wednesday was receivers Christian Watson and Jaden Reed. Safety, Darnell Savage, and guard, Elton Jenkins. Over to college football, where the next class of Wisconsin Badgers players made it official on Wednesday. 22 players signing their official letter of intent with the program under head coach Luke Fickle in his first full cycle. And with landing its top recruit in Ernest Willard Jr., the Badgers helped secure a top 25 class for 2024. To see how strong the logo, to see how strong the brand really is, to kind of stretch over 13 different states with a lot of really, really good football players and guys we targeted for a long time, we see how strong, I see how strong this this logo and this brand is. The ability to go across the United States and find the players that we need to be successful in doing the things that we want to do is, is really, really impressive. Lastly, to the NBA, where the Milwaukee Bucks are back to work tonight as they get set to host the Orlando Magic to put a bow on their six-game homestand. The Bucks have taken advantage of some home cooking, winning their last 15 games at Pfizer Forum, their longest win streak since the 91-92 season. Crowd is on your side. On the road, You, when the team makes a shot, it feels like the end of the world sometimes. You need to call a timeout. And I think on our home floor, there's just so much to cheer for. You know, Giannis is 
Duncan, BP get into a fight and the crowd start going crazy. There's so much to cheer for and it's, it's just a lot of energy in the building. When you feel that, it's like a, a sense of urgency. You know, it's a sense of pride and wanting to, to get it done. Milwaukee and Orlando tipping off tonight at 7 p.m. Hopefully you get a BP fight or a Giannis dunk. He's questionable tonight with a with a right foot sprain, but we'll get I you love ready. Bobby as enforcer. Yeah, you need it. Yep. You need that type of player on your team. Buck shoot around. Getting you ready tonight here on WTMJ, beginning at 6. Hey, I want to ask Tausch a little bit more about this airing of grievances that took place at 1265 Lombardi Avenue. Mark Tausch joins us next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Idea man. Teams used to say, and this was Tampa Bay, other teams would basically tell their players that if they didn't play well or if they were acting out, that they would send them to Green Bay. Innovative. And now Green Bay is looked at as one of the places that you want to go. If it's about football, this is where you want to go. And Packers Hall of Famer. I think Reggie White had a huge part in changing that narrative. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by fellow windows and doors of Wisconsin and Kohler Services. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News is sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and by Kohler Services. So there was an airing of grievances in Green Bay. Sounds like Festivus came a little early. No commas. (laughs) The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. So Tausch, we had a family meeting up there at 1265 Lombardi Avenue where head coach Matt LaFleur said we got the guys together and let them talk. You ever been in one of those? Uh, yeah, I have. And I, I've there's been a few times, and I think it's always healthy because you, know, you hear it doesn't matter what job you're in. You want to be communicating, and you want to make sure everybody understands where you're coming from. And then you typically just feel like, you 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 have that freedom now and that everybody understands where you're coming from and then you're either going to do something different and make some adjustments that will make things better or you won't and so when you have a team or a players only meeting i can remember it was 2009 we did that i think after we lost to a winless tampa team and it got personal it was raw but it was awesome I think everybody walked out of there. At least I understood where the receiving core was coming from. They understood where the O-line was coming from. Did that mean everything was going to be swimmingly beautiful after that? No, (laughs) it wasn't. But at least you knew what was happening. Now, on the flip side of that, if you see a team have more than one players-only meeting, and this happens (laughs) more than once, uh, you might as well say deuces be to the season because that means nothing came through. People are even more frustrated, and the season will be a wash. So that's kind of the give and take. But I, I actually really like when you hear you know the players will get together and have those discussions because that typically means that you're you're confident that people are going to do some things different and that you're going to improve. Is it ever someone standing up and saying, "Hey, we got to be better"? And the person who's speaking, you're like, hmm, hmm that guy, you're hmm. the one Darren College <laughs> throwing a fit. You know, like, is it ever? Dang. What, what did Darren College <laughs> ever do to you? Actually, <laughs> he actually, he was fine. He was a good player. Yeah, but uh, right, I'm thinking if it's anybody's office, think about this at your work. If you're at work and they say, all right, company meeting, everybody stand up. And there's the guy who everybody knows is loafing, just a beanbag sitter. <laughs> and they're up there. And he's standing up going, yeah, you know, a lot of folks don't work too hard around here. And you're like, oh, yeah, you? 
<laughs> I'll say there's <laughs> certain players uh, have a little more gravitas when they're yes. talking and you, you know, you'll maybe perk up. But on the flip side of that, I think it's always a lot more powerful. You know, there's there were some guys that would talk all the time and there were the team leaders and the vocal leaders. But it was always even a little bit more powerful when you had a steady, like a guy that you knew was doing his job, was working. And when they spoke, it always was a little bit more meaningful than even if it was a Favre or Rogers or somebody else because they didn't do it all the time. And you knew that it was a big deal. And if you, especially if you see that passion, those are the kinds that actually can really turn a script on maybe a, what, a, something bad that's happening and really open a lot of people's eyes. Name names. Who's the yeah, hidden, yeah. Who, who are the hidden leaders that stood up? Uh, Darren College. <laughs> <laughs> that's the aforementioned. Thanks, Tosh. We'll see you tomorrow. You bet.